Hello everyone, this is Dovi Shapiro, and today I will be interviewing Rabbi Levi Eisenberg, who is a teacher in Cheder Menachem in Los Angeles, on the topic of how you can help your sons learn Gemara even better. And uh, I just want to, I want to start by saying thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experiences and help Shluchim have more Atzlach in their Shluchas. Thank you for having me. So before we get started, I would like to thank our sponsors. I would like to thank Fassman Jewelers, The Smetana Group, Gift Card Zen, and Jumpsuit Commerce. Thank you for making the podcast available to all Shluchim. So I think this is a very timely subject because now that we, we're just f- finishing up the school year and uh, the summer is coming, and next year many of the Shluchim's children will be starting to learn Gemara. Um, some are already learning Gemara. Some may have challenges with learning Gemara. Some may not have challenges, but I think they could benefit a lot from this podcast because Levi, um, I know you've worked with over 50 students individually, helping them with, uh, with Gemara skills. And uh, I know you, there's also some other skills that you give them, but primarily um, it's the Gemara skills. And that started because you yourself were a teacher um, for five years teaching um, beginning Gemara. So I think this, is a, this would be a very helpful podcast to many shluchim. So let's just start with the basic question is, what are the challenges that children face when they are learning Gemara? Okay, so Dovi, the challenges are like this. The first challenge that comes across is that many students start off their learning Chumash or Mishnayis, and then they lead them to Gemara. Chumash and Mishnayis mainly are stories, especially the ones that the children learn at that age which are a story, you're learning different stories, primarily Horatius and Shemais, and then when it comes to Mishnayis, they'll be learning a case, different cases, either in Sukkah or in Brachis or in Yuma or things like that. When you start learning Gemara, all of a sudden it's not stories, it's much more of a conversation. It's a back-and-forth conversation, not straightforward like Chumash um, and Mishnayis. That leads students, all of a sudden now there's a different style of what they're learning. Another, another very important challenge is that the cases in Gemara are very often hypothetical, especially when it comes to the Prakim that children start learning, like El Matthias or Hamafkit. Talk about cases that don't, don't, children don't encounter every day. And children at that age, 10, 11, 12, are mostly concrete thinkers. So you're having them think about hypothetical situations. That's another important challenge. Um, a third challenge is the fact that discussions could go for a long time. There could be a back-and-forth discussion that goes on and on, and it's hard for children to follow the whole discussion from beginning to end. Whereas, for example, learning a Pasuk of Chumash, each Pasuk is its own Pasuk, or when it comes to Mishnayis, each Mishnah is its own Mishnah. There's a clear beginning and end, and it's in small increments. In Gemara, there could be a whole long discussion that could take many days or even weeks to get through, and it's hard for children to keep track of the flow. Another, another important challenge is the fact that Aramaic, which is um, a lot of the Gemaras in Aramaic, is a foreign language. It's the only language that they have to get used to when most of them are still getting um, comfortable with Lashon Kedesh in Chumash and Mishnayis. And the last challenge that I want to point out is the fact that there is no gradual increase level of difficulty from the beginning of Gemara as they go. The Gemara starts off with an easy piece, then it could go into a harder piece, then an easy piece, then a harder piece, and go back and forth like that. 
especially just to mention the two pratim that most children begin with, which is Elu Metzias and Amaskid, you're starting off with uh, a relatively easy piece, but right away the Gemara gets into a discussion that for many children is hard to follow. In Elu Metzias, you have a mathematical uh, discussion, and when it comes to Amaskid, you have a discussion about a retroactive process that happens, and the children all of a sudden go from starting a new subject to hitting a piece that is very difficult for most of them to follow along. So my, my, my natural question is, why, why do these challenges exist when they're in, they're in a yeshiva they're, or they're on online school, wherever they are, and aren't the, the, the teachers preparing them or teaching them these skills to be able to, to learn Gemara properly? So the answer is that many teachers, there are many excellent teachers out there who are doing that. But these challenges are still pretty big challenges. Let's take, for example, that Aramaic is a foreign language. So there are many teachers that go through the process and teach the words, the vocabulary, you know, slowly and at word lists with flashcards and exercises, etc., etc. The problem is that for, in a regular classroom, you have many children who are still getting comfortable with Russian Kodesh. So even though the teacher is preparing them for these skills, the challenge kind of, it, it, gets, it increases at a much faster rate or at a much more difficult rate than, say, the transition from second grade to third grade where they just added more psukim in the parsha, or, where the, or from Mishnayas um, to Chumash where it's the same language but just a little bit of a different style of how the learning takes place. It's now a case with a halacha, with a law, instead of, just a, a story. The jump is a, is a, it's a bigger, it's a much bigger jump than they've experienced until now. Another, a, a very practical question is, how could a parent identify that their child has these problems? You know, as Shluchim, we, we're, we're, we're dealing with so much, and any parent has so much on their minds. I mean, you have multiple children, and you're trying to keep on top of everything, and your son starts learning Gemara, your son is in the middle of learning Gemara, how can we know that my son is up to where they need to be or they're having these challenges, I can help them with these challenges? How do, I, how do, how do we identify that? Okay, so that's a great question. I would say that the analogy would be to a child starting to read, starting to learn Kriya. When, you start, when a child starts to learn Kriya, it has to be very clear to both the parents and the child what exactly is expected from them each week. So, for example, most teachers will send home and say, this week we're going to learn the letter Dalit. Or when they're starting the Kudus, this week we're going to learn the Nakuda of Chirik. That way the parents have a very clear picture of where the children are up to in school and they're able to reinforce it at home, practice the Kriya with their children, and they are very, very clearly on top of how their child is progressing. It's a foundation year, learning Kriya, and so is beginning Gemara. It's the same level of foundation year. They're going to need Gemara skills for the whole, their whole yeshiva life and for the rest of their life, hopefully. So it's very important that parents are very clear about exactly what is expected at each stage in the year. Some teachers will, will send out an outline for these are the skills that we're going to be focusing on this year, and this is the order, like, a, you know, very, very clearly outlined. Some teachers won't, but it's extremely important that the parents are on top of this. Either the father spends time learning with his son or watching carefully as the tests 
go on throughout the year and looking at the grades. It's very important to watch this year, the first year of Gemara, with a very, very clear focus and a very sharp eye on the progress. So, Levi, tell me, when you're working with a student, what are some um, skills that you're teaching them? How are, you, how are you breaking it down for them to be able to, to bring them up to where they need to be when they're, when they're learning Gemara? Okay, so Novi, the answer to that question is that my main focus is on building confidence. Confidence is the key to learning. What the, there's a story about a wise man who was going in a forest with his student, and they came across a little sapling tree. And the wise man told his student, can you pull that up? And he pulled it up right out of the ground. They continued walking a little further, and they came across a, a tree that was about knee-high, a little bush, and he said, the wise man told the student, could you pull that up? And he said, yeah, he pulled it up. As they went a little further, they came across a little bit of a higher tree. And with a little bit more effort, the student was able to pull it up. And then they came across a mighty oak tree. And the wise man asked the student, could you pull that up? And the student said, I can't pull it up, but I have the tools to be able to bring it down. So the focus that I do is to be able to build up bit by bit the confidence that the child will have when he sees a piece of Gemara, he says to himself, well, I've seen this word before, and I did that. I've seen that word before, and I did that. I've seen the style of piece of Gemara, and I understood that. And with that, slowly but surely building him up so that when he comes across a mighty oak tree, which many pieces of Gemara are very difficult and require a lot of different skills, he says, I have a lot of tools in my toolbox to be able to to, uh, to, to learn through this piece of Gemara and master it and, um, and really get into it. So that's the first thing, and the, over, the overreaching factor is the confidence factor. Um, the way I do that is I want to focus on only one skill at a time. To go really focus on one skill, make sure that the student masters it, and then move on to the next. And also I take the liberty to skip around in the Gemara and do the easier shorter pieces, also the ones that are more concrete, that relate more to the students, so that when I'm leading him into the Gemara, I want him to say the message over to himself, I can do this, I like this, I want to do this. That message over and over gives him the foundation mindset to be able to continue learning Gemara. This is just a sample of what the, the, the types of things that I focus on. Can I ask you a, um, a question just to go a little deeper over here? When you mentioned about yeah. focusing on only one skill, okay, or, um, what's an example of a skill? Just understand, like when you're saying about a skill and when you feel like you master that skill, you can apply it to other places. What's a practical example of that? So let me give you a, a little uh, an example. So first of all, I want to focus on that the, 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 the student and the child understands the introduction to Gemara. What is Gemara? Why we learn it? why it's important for him to learn, etc. Now, once we have that, I want to make sure that he understands the background of the parak that he'll be learning. Some of the terms he'll come across, the source and the Torah for that. And then we, when we actually go inside the Gemara, I prefer to focus on make sure that he understands the Gemara first before even seeing it inside the actual Gemara. So we'll focus on um, making sure that he understands what the question is then we'll make sure, uh, make sure he understands what the answer is. So we'll go in, in that kind of fashion. Then once we start with the language itself, we'll start with 
making sure that we're reading the piece correctly, making sure that we're getting comfortable with which words go together in groups, which words go together. Then we'll focus on making sure the words that the Gemara is using to identify that it's a question or that it's an answer, which I call sign words that tell you which way we're going. We're going with a question, an answer coming up, a statement. And then when it comes to blending the Gemara with the making sure you're able to read the Gemara in a way that's coherent and it makes sense to someone who's listening. Um, so we go, I go through the skills in a very, very step-by-step building fashion. Beautiful. If I can, if I can ask another question, um, for Shluchim that are listening and they want, they want to take away some practical ideas for themselves, all of these ideas are, are great, but what, what are some ideas that you would tell Shluchim that they can do on a day-to-day basis with their sons that are learning Gemara? Okay, so practical, I know that many Shluchim, um, I'd say most Shluchim and many families, have a lot going on in their household. They have many children doing homework, and there's a lot going on, and they can't sit with their children every day. But I would say that these are a couple, a couple of important things to focus on. As I mentioned in the beginning, it's really a foundation year. When you have that perspective as if it's your child learning Kriya for the first time, and uh, I shouldn't say for the first time, but starting learning Kriya. So a person, uh, uh, the parent understands that this is something that is super important. It's very important that my child knows all the letters, all the oishas. Very important that my child knows all the nekudes. Very important that my child is able to read, um, to blend them together for smaller words and larger words. And this level of being super involved in, in the foundation year is, is what's needed when it comes to starting to learn Gemara. So I would say, practically speaking, it's very important to focus on ongoing learning. Either it means a little bit every day, five minutes every day, or five minutes every other day, which over the course of the year will build up to a lot of time or even just on Shabbos, but very consistent. So less is more. It's not that you need to sit down with your son and say, oh, okay, we're learning Gemara now. It's the first year, so let's dive in for an hour and go through the whole sugi that you learned. It's much more important to do it a few minutes every day or a few times throughout the week so that he sees that you're involved and, he, and, you're, and you're watching very closely the progress, progress that he's making. Another important thing is to pay close attention to the tests. It's very important to look at the marks, to see what types of questions are on the test, call up the Rebbe if you don't understand what, what, the, what the skills that we're focusing on, um, things like that. And also with your child, it's also important just to ask general questions. Sometimes the children will get the easier pieces, not the harder ones, which is fine. That's what happens when you start learning Gemara at 10, 11 years old. But it's important that you are asking questions to see how the learning is going. Are they understanding what the questions are, what the answer? There's so many resources for a father who wants to, you know, to, to prepare for some learning with his son. And, you know, it's been said many times before, but it bears repeating over and over. The, 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 the more time that the father spends with his son, the more valuable it becomes in the son's eyes and is able to see that this is something that I really need to focus on, and it's something that I really need to take seriously. So I would say those are simple, no earth-shattering information, but the most important ones that I've seen when fathers take the time to do it every day or every few times a week, over time, to keep an eye on the progress that a son is making in learning Gemara, 
that really gives the, the, uh, his child an excellent um, foundation year. So just to, be, just to be practical again, would you mind to share a few, a few <coughs> of those resources that you had in mind when you said that for, for, for fathers who want to make sure that they know what their children are learning and um, what, what are some good resources um, for them to be prepared a little bit uh, to quickly learn through a piece of Gemara to be able to, to help their own children? Okay, so first of all, uh, my favorite for, for beginning Gemara learners is the Steinsaltz Gemara because it has a lot of background information that children are interested in, and it also, he also breaks up the Gemara into smaller pieces, much easier for the father when he's preparing it to just look at the headings and see what the sugya is about. And if he learns that Gemara as a kid, he'll bring back his memories. Um, and if not, then it's just a good way to prepare. You also have the Art Scroll Gemara, there's also a very valuable website, which is TorahDownload.com, which has many shirim on Gemara. So if you want a more in-depth share, or if you want a more simple share, they even have a share that has Tafiyemi that goes through it really quickly. So if you only have 10, 10, it'll take 10, 15 minutes through a Daf Gemara, uh, you could prepare it and be able to learn it with your son. But really, it's not so much about preparing you know, an hour of preparing to learn with your son. It's much more about getting to know what he's learning and checking in with him and learning a little bit with him often to make sure that he's gaining what he's supposed to be, what the teacher set out to teach him. Another question that I have is, are these tools and this system that you use, is this something that you've developed in your own class, that's through your own students realizing where they are and where they need to be, and that you've worked in this over the years? Yeah, so... Um, what I've experienced in my, in my own teaching beginning Gemara, first year of Gemara, is that some students just catch on to the style and the language quickly, and they have no problem with Gemara. They figure out what the, how the Gemara operates, what types of words will be coming up when, what, what kinds of questions and answers the Gemara has, and they just, they just, uh, they just um, figure out the style. But many students, I would even say most students, need to be taught this in a very methodical, step-by-step way. So what I did was I didn't um, necessarily invent these steps. I actually collected them or thought them through or modified them. But I created a series of step-by-step teaching where the student is led into the Gemara in a very, very slow and steady pace so that all along the way he's telling himself the message of, I can do this. This is for me. I feel comfortable here. This makes sense to me. So it's, a very, it's, a, it's, it's actually, you know, some teachers say that it's good to, to learn a lot of Gemara in the beginning and just they'll figure it out as they go along through, you know, they'll just pick up the language and just they get comfortable with it. But I found that for some students that works, but for most students they need less and slower and that will eventually, that will build up the foundation and then as, as they get more comfortable with it, they're able to progress faster and faster. And to be able to I'm sure also, meaning it's all about the enjoyment. You have to enjoy Gemara. If you don't enjoy Gemara, it's because you're, you're, you're struggling. You, you weren't given the tools. And, and, and it's very hard to enjoy something that when you open it, you're frustrated. You're, you know, you're not sure how, how to tackle it. And so by giving the tools you know, and focusing on, focusing on each one and going a little slower at the beginning, eventually the Geshmak of the Gemara is going to be a lot more and it will last for a lifetime. All right. Absolutely. So the enjoyment is very important. 
I spoke about the confidence before, and hand in hand with the confidence goes the enjoyment. I believe that if a child is confident that he can do it, um, then automatically they'll be more interested in working on it and enjoy it. As I mentioned earlier, um, Rabbi Levi Eisenberg works with students individually, um, and he could do this over the phone on Skype, I believe. He could tell you more about it. Um, so, Levi, tell us more about it. If somebody wanted to learn more about what you offer um, in the sense of tutoring and, and really giving the skills um, for this, how, is it, what's the program? Is there a certain amount of time? Um, how, would they, how would they reach you and so on? Okay, so the um, so at the outset, I just want to mention that I actually offer this for Gemara, and I also offer it for Chumash. And starting this summer, I'll be offering it for girls in Chumash as well. So the, the way it's designed is that it's designed as a course. It's a course of lessons where the, the lessons are after an evaluation and figuring out the level of your child. The lesson, the course is customized with a specific outline of what the, what the skills will be focusing on. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a course that works on increments of usually about two to three months at a time. And um, you, you, I, it's very important that you see the progress and that you see the goals that we're working towards and uh, building up these skills, as I said, step by step. So the best way to reach me is via email. My email address is rabbi.eisenberg at gmail.com. Rabbi.eisenberg is E-I-S-E-N-D-E-R-G at gmail.com. Um, I can be reached by phone 323 323-487-9847. And to learn more about myself and about the style and how it's done, is the website is schreiberlearning.com, S-H-R-E-I-B-E-R, learning.com. Again, S-H-R-E-I-B-E-R, learning.com. Thank you very much for your time, Dobie. No, absolutely. Thank you for your time. And I think this is um, so important because we all know how many – how many of us, okay, have gone through yeshiva and struggle with Gemara? Not everyone has it as easy as, as everyone else, and, uh, and we hear it all the time from, from yeshiva students, you know, those who, who, you know, sailed right through everything, but the average yeshiva student is struggling with Gemara, and I think having these tools um, and having the abilities to be able to have a geshmak and learn a Gemara can make all the difference. So I'm happy that we could share this with the shluchim, and Levi, I just want to thank you again for your time. Thank you so much. I think it's an important question to ask. This sounds like it would, this is really helpful for someone who's just starting to learn Gemara. Fashli Aksan is just starting to learn Gemara. What about if someone is already in 7th and 8th grade and they are struggling with learning Gemara or they want to give them these foundations? Does, does what you offer still help? Absolutely. So to use the, to use the foundation example, if the foundation is lacking or if the foundation needs to be strengthened, Whatever age the student might be, even if he's in 7th, 8th grade, Mesifta, or Zal, it's very important to go back to the foundation, work on these skills, make sure that he has a strong foundation so that he feels that he could accomplish, that he could succeed in learning Gemara. This is Dovi Shapiro, and I would like to thank all the shluchim for your constant feedback and ideas for a new podcast. Please, when you have a moment and you think of another shliach who is successful in a specific area that could benefit other shluchim, please send me an email with the name of the shliach or call me 928-310-0248.
And that may just be the next podcast. I hope you have an amazing week in your shluchas.